This is the Business on Top podcast with Shane Chernoff, VJ Patel, and Ben Siegel. You wake up in the morning, you say, I put on my big boy pants. Look, I'm wearing a belt. I got big boy pants on. And I was like, oh, damn, like, I didn't get a picture for the gram. Woody Williams was career 132 and 116 and was an all-star in 2003 for the Cardinals. Nice. Who came up with that band name? Chumbawamba. I don't know. It's like Oompa Loompa, but Chumbawamba. The Business on Top Podcast. I am back. What it do, baby? Woo! Who do we think is the best team in the NFL right now? Like, uh, like, if, like if I asked you... What from what we've seen so far this season, the Cardinals, I believe, are the last undefeated team. I would say the Cardinals because they are undefeated. What What would you say? I'm not convinced that the Cardinals are the best team from top to bottom, even though they're undefeated, and they play in a loaded division. I actually think the Bills. Oh, you know, and and that's the funny thing because I would have said that up until Monday night, but I think the Titans showed the Bills, or at least showed the league. That, you know, Bills have some issues. Is it the most wide-open year that it's been in the league in a long time? Because I feel like any one of, I would say, 10 teams could win win the Super Bowl. Well, right now, yeah. I mean, it's still very early on. Um, You know, you have some teams that are clear. Well, you could say the same about the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers were looked at as, like, um, you know, potential AFC championship contenders, but they got smoked by the Ravens. Like, almost completely shut out. So, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. The trade deadline's coming up um, next week or is that two qu- weeks. Is it that quick? I think it's November 2nd, I read today. God, I don't know. And that's the worst trade deadline in all of sports, right? The, the NFL boring. trade deadline is the one that yeah, just, just be nothing happens. Yeah, yeah, nothing really happens. You hope yeah. somebody gets a couple of jock straps for your, uh, yeah. you know, your guy. For your backup kicker. Yeah, third third string guy who's making the league minimum. Like, oh, my God, Schefter's got to be all over that. <laughs> well, I mean uh, – so I said the Cardinals because I think they have a well-balanced team right now. And people don't recognize it, but they have some names on their team. They have on offense, they have D-Hop. They have uh, A.J. Green. Right. You and know, what's left of him anyway? Zach Ertz just joined the team. So what's left of him? <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, look at Tom Brady. He, 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 he won he, with these older pieces too. So. Yeah, yeah, he might get revitalized. <laughs> yeah, well, but the thing is Tom Brady's the exception to that rule. You know, he. I, I think he's going to be playing when, you know, you and I are doing Business on Top episode 400 on, like, dialysis machines in our, in our 60s. <laughs> Where our, ki- our kids yeah. are our guest hosts. Yeah, exactly. Tom Brady's at 80 years old playing QB in the pocket. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Brady's yeah. gonna Brady's gonna have to um, do, be doing his, like, ARP commercials but still be the starting quarterback for, <laughs> like, some, some team in Oklahoma City that doesn't even exist yet. Yeah. I mean, I only said that because I, I, in my eyes, I mean, Murray, Kyler Murray is playing at a really high level right now. Is so. that sustainable, though, for a quarterback that small? Ben, I mean, I know, like, you actually have the most on-field kind of eye-for-talent experience out of anybody sitting at this table. And, you know, we've seen, we've seen Kyler Murray do it over a stretch of probably six or seven games, almost each season, and then it seems mm-hmm. like he has a drop-off. You think a quarterback like that that's that small and plays that way no. where he has to yeah no no because um um age is going to catch up to him and once he loses his speed i mean he's kind of 
screwed unless he really reinvents himself well, like to be i guess drew mm-hmm. Brees. but he's smaller than drew Brees. Mm-hmm. um i mean he's listed at five nine and i think that i think he's probably that's even probably shorter generous. than that yeah um but right now we just gotta you know admire the uh you know keep in mind this guy could have went pro baseball i was gonna say right? do you think the a's are just like really annoyed that this <laughs> that this guy ended up basically spurning them to join the cardinals or do you think they're just saying at this point, yeah, you know what? That probably wasn't a bad decision for him. He was looking out for number one. No, I mean, uh, clearly he made the right decision. Here's a fun fact. Um, I won't name the, the players involved, but I once asked a um, quarterback in the league just on a whim. I was like, if you were to – if I were to hand you a baseball right now, how fast do you think you could throw it? And he said probably mid-80s, mid to high 80s. And he said, but if I trained, like if I, um, I forgot, I don't know if he said, I, he said trained, but like, if you there were a certain couple stretches, weeks, essentially, yeah. yeah, he said I could throw low to mid nineties and that shows crazy. you how gifted, obviously pitchers, but like quarterbacks arms are where, I mean, think about how fast the average person throws, right? Like what? I don't, even know, 70s, I don't if, even know if how if they're fast like less. decent average gonna, person less. Yeah, I was gonna say if you, if you got a li- like a like slightly above average like live arm like high sixties low seventies seventy five maybe. Uh, you're slightly above average. Like if you're in the sixty, okay. if you're in the sixty fifth percentile, meaning that only thirty five percent of people throw harder than you. I mean, I would say yeah, maybe like sixty five to seventy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and. These guys can easily throw a baseball. Um, I mean, mid eighties just cold, Easy, and if they, yeah. you know, warmed up in the nineties. So, you know, maybe some of these guys, these quarterbacks who don't make it, maybe they should go. Oh, like um, what's his name? Drew uh, Drew Henson. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> Although I think did he go baseball to football? I, I never remember. I I can't remember. But now now I want to now I want to think about some of the most impressive two sport athletes that there are. And does does Eddie Rosario have to be in that conversation? Uh, or Eddie Rosario? What the guy? Alvarez? Is Eddie Alvarez. Eddie? Thank you. Thank you. Eddie See, Rosario. I'm I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing that thing where I'm old again. Eddie Alvarez. Hang on, I need to look up Eddie Rosario. But can you fill for me for he's Eddie? He's in the playoffs right now. Eddie nope. Rosario. I thought he was on the Marlins. He's in on the, the Braves. Braves now. Eddie Alvarez. He was never on the Marlins. Wait, who are we talking about? <laughs> Eddie Rosario? Or Eddie Alvarez? That's, see, this is why. There's an Eddie Rosario on the Braves, and I didn't even realize that. I'm thinking of Eddie Alvarez, who's a silver medalist in speed skating and a silver medalist in baseball. Really good at coming in second place. He's not even and not making the playoffs. He's not even in the top five of dual sport athletes of all time. No. Mm, I mean, I think there have only been four other athletes ever who've gotten medals in a winter and summer Olympics. I mean, you got to respect. You got to. I mean, that's pretty that specific, though. Yeah, we're, no. we're not talking about Are we that. talking about just like pure athleticism? Like yes. who can yeah, jump yeah, yeah. Okay, well that's different. I am talking about like somebody who's achieved the most in two no. separate sports. Speed skating, I mean, come on. And baseball. I mean to say, like yeah, like pro athlete, we can you know, Deion Sanders is one. Bo Jackson. Uh Todd Helton backed up Peyton Deion, Manning at Tennessee. Bo Jackson, Todd Helton, um, Oh, uh, Joe, Ma- uh, well, I mean, he was Lolo? before college. What about Lolo Jones? I feel like this uh, this category is loaded up with men. I feel like uh, how many how many women can we get on this list? Wait, are we just like are we talking only the at the pro level or college? I'm just too? talking about like best. No, like, no, you gotta go pro because you know, college is probably pure athleticism. Uh, 
more. Like these people right? could step on any playing surface and so you gotta Tebow? i mean drew <laughs> drew henson yeah T, i mean tebow's gotta be in there yeah i mean yeah. he played minor league ball like but just yeah. a body though like tebow's not really a runner or jumper he's just if you look you know it's pretty amazing and i feel like we talked about this in a, in a previous episode but we're approaching the half century mark on our episode so you know sometimes things kind of blur together we've talked about so much but it's pretty crazy if you look at Deion sanders stats of um Obviously, he's a Hall of Famer uh, as a football player, but his MLB stats are really impressive if you look at him. I, you know, I would like to. Hang on, let me go on. Um, let me go on. Yeah, I agree. Baseball database. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk up. about Tim Tebow. Well, you went no, to Deion Sanders. you guys know well, how I, was, I feel about. I was yeah. going to say like Tim Tebow is basically just a bodybuilder at this point. Am I am I far off there? Did you see no, him? No, I think he's just tight end in preseason. I'm going to put it on the poll. Is Tim Tebow just a bodybuilder at this point? Not this Bot- point, but here's my point. I I am iffy on Tim Tebow like overall. Oh. But, okay. But yeah. yeah, but the fact that he hit like a bunch of home runs in baseball again. Yeah, I'd give him credit. High, yeah, high tier talent. You know, you want to know pretty impressive. You want to know another guy we're actually forgetting off the list, and it's a damn shame he actually isn't mentioned as arguably the top dual sport athlete guy. You no, know who I'm thinking let of? me know. Wait, run it by me again. I wasn't listening. It's a shame this guy wasn't the first guy that came to mind when we thought of dual sport athletes that <laughs> have had success. Not um, necessarily at both pro levels, but one at the pro level, one maybe at... Maybe Jimmy Graham? That's, Ooh, that's not that's a bad a one. Jimmy Graham, University of Miami basketball. One. I was and... thinking J.R. Smith. Oh, oh yeah, right. J.R. Smith, the golfer. The man who go- missed a cut <laughs> at his first golf tournament, but... Um, Basketball to golf, I feel like, is a big... Um, That's not easy. No. Um, I mean, golf is such a very precise sport. Yes. And and it's one that, you know, you have to be really, really good at it. Because it's something that everybody plays. So you've got to be, to get to the college level, you know, not just any guy out there on the course. So credit to J.R. Smith for actually getting... I mean, he's going back to college. Is he going for a degree? Or is he just going? Yeah. To, is he going for? Yeah, he's for both. For, okay. I don't so know what the degree's in, but I, I just want to get to the point where we, where we can talk probably. about about the video of the bees all over him in the middle of like the 14th hole. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> let's not talk about how his first tournament went, but I mean, he's a dual sport athlete. We got to put him in the conversation. Yeah. So. So, we will put it up on business on top at business on top pod. On Instagram, who do you think is the greatest dual sport athlete of all time? Should I finish out the first segment or should I save it for the second half? My NFL tidbit. Let's get should our sports I, out now. Yeah. Let's get the sports I mean, out now. Yeah. Let's all get right. it out of the way. So I'll send this into the second segment with this. So if you haven't already listened to episode um, 46 um, about my little fantasy football tip, where, you know, well, you know, I'm not going to mention it. You got to listen to the episode to see it. But I'm going to build off of that. I have another tip in episode 47 for the average NFL slash fantasy football viewer and player. We need big voice imaging for like Ben's. We need Chris Berman. Ben's inside football. We need Chris Berman. Chris Berman. I I don't know what it would be called. It's Ben Seager. Whoop. (laughs) With NFL insider. Or John Madden. Frank Caliendo is John Madden. (laughs) Boom. It's Ben's NFL insider. (laughs) (laughs) Brett Favre. (laughs) <laughs> um, okay, so that Kermit. <laughs> if you when you're watching games now, if you notice 
Um, and I notice this especially from a fantasy perspective. But when you're watching games, you ever notice how first halves are kind of low scoring, right? They're usually like 14 nothing, 7. They're really low scoring. Like your fantasy team's usually not doing great in the first half of games, yeah. right? Like the, the most part, yeah. games that all suck this week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or like the one like look at your team at the 1 p.m. Look at the scores at at the 1 p.m. games at halftime. They're really low scoring, right? And you're like, "Wow, my team like sucks this week." And then all of a sudden you check after the 1 p.m. games and you put up like 120 points, right? You guys go off. Think about, you know, the reason for this, at least this is my The witching hour. At, it's when Hansen says the witching hour. Well, that's in the fourth. kind of wild. That's in the fourth. This happens in the beginning of the third, in my opinion, right? This shows you the main difference between college and pro coaches is halftime adjustments. Think about how many points are put up in the second half of games just based off of halftime adjustments. Mm-hmm. That's what I think is the main key to look at the box scores. And I bet you if you did – uh, just for this year alone, I'm on it. You'd look at like obviously you're gonna have some games that are outliers where you know maybe the points in the first half mirror the points in the second half, but a majority of it, teams are gonna score more in the second half, in my opinion, based off of second half adjustments right. because so, of coaches make. So would you pick teams with players that can endure through longer? I guess not longer games, but like more? I wouldn't. I wouldn't draft based on that, but I wouldn't be worried that a guy doesn't have points in the first half. Can I say something that I found very odd while looking through the box scores for week six? No. Have you... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. Have you ever seen a box score (laughs) where you have somebody that scored the same amount of points in all four quarters, but it wasn't zeros? The Falcons beat the Vikings 40-23, to and they scored 10-10-10-10. Really that's a good game plan. That's a very consistent game plan. That's a very consistent game plan. That was planned from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. The Vikings the Vikings in that game made some actually very important halftime adjustments. They decided to actually score points. They went from 0 0 7 to 16. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm looking through. The Eagles insanely scored 22 points in the fourth quarter of their game against the Ravens just to yeah. make that close. Yo, Ben's on this I'm, t- I'm telling here. you. Look, All I'm right. telling you what. Look at the game. The one. I mean, any game, really. It doesn't have to be 1 o'clock, but. Obviously, your 1 o'clock games, you're going to have the most games. Look at the box scores for the most of the games after the first half. Or look at your fantasy team and um, compare it to after the game. All right, for you guys that bet in the legal states. Guys, guys, I have a confession to make that I'm not necessarily proud of. I'm looking at box scores from the 2020 season. The Falcons did did not play the Vikings last week. They were on a bye. Oh yeah! Oh shoot! I forgot who they played. Whoops! They won they, though. I forgot who. They, didn't they the play Lions? the Lions? No. They played the. They played the Jets in Jets. England. Yeah. And then they had the bye week because they played in London. Yeah. The Jets did too. Well, it doesn't matter what year you're looking at. That's just an in general statement. It's not this year, but NFL coaching is truly elite. You know, think of also too halftime. They got 15 minutes. So it's not like yeah. they have an hour to like do adjustments. At 15 minutes, you know. The team splits offense, defense. They go over what what they saw. They go over their adjustments. They call the game accordingly in the second half. The Business on Top podcast. What's the most annoying autocorrect correction? Uh, You know, effing gets corrected to ducking all the time. That one drives me crazy. And then shit gets autocorrected to shot. shot. Yeah. What about... What about you? You just had a frustration with your with your autocorrect? Yeah, I mean it's just like one one letter. I mean, an I to an O. Uh, that's it. You know, there's words here and there. Like, 
I, I get a lot. Um, you know, if you type like a, a random player's name, like if if you're talking yeah. in a fantasy chat, it like defaults like I don't know. If you forget to hit the space bar and like, <laughs> let's say like I'm going I'm going out, it turns into like. JJ Watt or something like that, you know, like I'm going like out. I'm 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 growing out. I mean, there's stuff like all the time that I'm I will try to send, and it, you know what the most frustrating thing is when you try to send the same thing and it auto corrects multiple times, so oh, you yeah. have to send the same text That's like the four worst. times. You yeah. would think it it would it would learn by then. Sometimes to... I sometimes after that I after like the second time and it and it auto corrects, I just say you know what I mean, just like. <laughs> Just like Iron Man three, when uh, when Tony Stark's wearing the name tag that says "You know who I am." Oh yeah, you, you guys know what I mean. I don't have to type this out for you at this point. You can use context clues. Yeah, you're you're uh, big boy. Figure that's it out. That's pretty annoying. So, oh. uh, one of the other things that I was wondering is like how much how much are you guys emoji users? Because well, I mean we text each other all the time. You guys aren't big emoji users. I do sometimes every no, now and then. I, I use emojis a pretty good amount. Not um, a big. I, I use say, a thumbs up a lot. Uh, um, I would. Oh, okay. Do you do? Um, do you like react to people's texts? Oh, I I do a lot of reactions. Yeah, likes, yeah. thumbs up. I'm yeah. It's an easy way to not respond. I think the Samsung people are gonna be feel very left out of this conversation. They get an iPhone. Yeah, yeah that's so what I'm just saying. Convert, man. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a <laughs> honorary get out of here for people who do not have iPhones? Stop ruining our group chats and making them green. Yeah, yeah. you have nicer pictures, but come on. Everything else is better on iPhone. Amen. Yeah. What um speaking of iPhones, I mean they didn't come out till we were really in in uh, high school. So it would have been the, the back pleasure. end of high school. Yeah. We had you the... know you know what? The first person I remember having an iPhone was Nick, and I remember it was in eleventh grade. Our good friend of the show. I would ask him for his phone in the middle of our chemistry class, and I would just play like a random game on it. Thank God. And it was, was it was the coolest thing in the world. Doodle right? jump. Yeah. Well, it was an iTouch. Like obviously, I had an iTouch. I think I, maybe we all had iTouches. I know your brother had an iTouch. Yeah. I think <laughs> you, might, <laughs> you might have had one too. I had two, and I both got stolen oh. in <laughs> high school. Oh, not by. No, no, oh. my brother. Um, no, but like that was a crazy <laughs> thing. Like, th- think about the invention, of the iTouch. I mean, we had that giant brick of an iPod, right? And then this mm-hmm. iTouch comes out. It's touchscreen. <laughs> these crazy games come out on it, and then all of a sudden, it turns into something you could text on, take phone calls on. Nick was the first person I remember who got it. You could jailbreak it. Remember? You could jailbreak it. Yeah, oh, that was. Man. Um, and anyone ever bricked their phone by attempting to jailbreak it? I was. Uh, no. What'd you I call was... it? Brick it? Yeah. Like because no. the phone is no good if you like fail to jailbreak it. It just turns. It's just mm. as good as a brick. Oh, <laughs> mine was the actual eye touch, so I was safe oh. on that front. Yeah, I jailbroke my eye touch. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that was I successfully. Know. Yeah, I mean uh, you know this was back in the day too. Like, you gotta think what we had on our computers. This was like LimeWire. Like, I mean our computers were running rampant with viruses. Like it didn't matter. I mean, we were all like, this was the early yeah. days of the internet. The, li- we the were Lime like, Wire era. Oh yeah, my god! Yeah, we were all like, I long, if- I long for a time where I can get a virus on my computer by downloading Linkin Park so numb exe. Yeah, and you'd be lucky if it was actually Linkin Park and it wasn't like no, it where never you find trust this? me. The, <laughs> trust me, the exe was never Linkin yeah. Park. It was always a Trojan horse. No, or um, I mean, and we were all like in puberty, so this was like the early stages of like you know. We were just clicking on whatever links we could find yeah. of, you know, use your imagination. Anything, yeah. yeah. Yep. But, um, 
Where was I going? <laughs> we were eager for we were eager for knowledge. Let's just where was I going? How did we start this? Well, just, well, the way well, we ended the last thing. Well, <laughs> no, no, no. We're, we we're started this like, good. All the, it was all viruses. The fe- all the features of the iPhone and like. Oh, jailbreaking. That's yeah. what we're talking about. So, yeah. you know, like I remember my friend was like, yeah, jailbroke mine. Here's a program. Just follow the steps or whatever. Like just open this on your laptop. And that's what I was getting at. At that point, it didn't matter what you were opening on your computer. Like there was so much garbage on there anyways. It was <laughs> yeah. like piling on. Funny story. That was um, like before pop-up blockers too. Yeah, so dude, they, it was like you would tell your parents, like, "Mom, I just won this GameCube." Yeah, all I had to do is click on it and <laughs> like put in all my personal information. Funny story. Um, I my laptop was running like real slow, or like I don't know, a message popped up, whatever. Like, wouldn't let me get on the internet. Said I had a virus. So, um, my mom brought it to like I don't know some repair, like a repair shop, right? And the report came back. <laughs> On my laptop, and it said I had like 167 Trojan virus. Oh my God. <laughs> like my hardware was so infected, yeah. and you know, I was like, yeah, I don't know where these came from, but we all know where <laughs> your they computer came from. was terminally ill. <laughs> but yeah, and then uh, thank God for Steve Jobs and Apple who created a, like a virus-free. Yeah, it's crazy. That was how really that the start of it's how Apple peaked. Yeah, was they were like known as virus-free. Um, you know, a product. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think that was the, uh, they that was the game it. changer. Yeah. I mean, knock on wood. Uh, I know me and you have had MacBooks. never had a virus. Never. Not that I knew of. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here sweating like the key and peel meme with my, uh, with my regular <laughs> PC. MacBook. Yeah. My, Dude, I've oh, only God. ever had PCs and I just, I can do iPhones because I've just had an iPhone for the past 11 years. Although, VJ, you remember there was a time back when uh, I was, like, four model iPhones behind. Like, everybody that, had sevens, and I was still on a two. Oh, that's where I'm at right I had now. anxiety. I couldn't open Snapchat without it just completely crashing. I mean, what are you on right now? What phone do you have now? That's a 10. Yeah, I have a 10. Okay. I have 11. Team 10. Yeah, and they're on 13 right now. They're on 13. Yeah. There's, like, three camera lenses now. I'm the 10 is the, by far the best one, in my opinion. I or do. I have enjoyed the 10. the 10. But I had the seven you could tell the ten starting to uh, like. I feel like my picture quality is getting all like potatoey and like stuff. Yeah, slowing Apple. Down. What's going on over here? There's some suspect stuff. My going trainer on my made, made fun of me about all the cracks in my. Uh, in oh my yeah, screen. the same I thing. Hold it up to the camera. I don't know if you can actually. God tell, bless but... screen protectors, but yeah, yeah. mine's all spider webbed out. Uh huh. My oh my yeah, mine's spider webbed to the max, and I think at at some point I'm gonna have to upgrade phones and and get into the future. I actually want to put this on the poll too. Now that we're talking about it, it's like. Do you own uh, an iPhone 11 before or after? Um, I will type it out a little bit better than the way that I just explained it. But. So where I was going, uh, actually why I initially brought up iPhones and, and, and um, like kids. Did you guys ever um, – I thought about this when you were making your, your classic air fry meal. Did you ever as kids when you were out to eat, like everyone was done at the table and you just grabbed whatever was on the table and just shoved it in a cup? And, like, made, like, a giant, like, I don't know about in a shit no. drink. Never. You, you guys Ooh, never did you know that? What? You know what? Like, okay. Like, you just had a cup, and it was, like, like, you dumped everyone's unfinished drinks in there, and then you threw, like, a burger, or, like, and you would just, like, mash it up. No, no. no one would eat it okay. or drink it, but it was, like, leftover soup, oh. and you'd laugh when the waitress, like, or waiter or waitress so, cleaned it up. So, I can think of a time that I did something very similar, uh... The first time I ever sat in a luxury box was at a Panthers game. And it was the third period, and there's a bunch of stuff back there, right? There's cheesecake, 
cookies. I think like regular cake. There might have been a muffin or something. And they have, you know, the plastic cups, which, you know, single-use plastic, the bane of our existence. They really need to get rid of it. But, like, at a sporting event, there's really no other alternative because the stadium employees aren't going to do dishes. So they had anyway, – anyway, I digress. Did you want to start that with, like, get out of here, maybe? Rant no, ever. but um, Low-key I, rant. we took all the desserts and we smut – like, uh, one of my friends, we smashed the dessert into a cup. And it was – it was delicious though, <laughs> because oh, it was yeah. all—it was just all dessert. So all you had was just like this crazy sugar rush of like vanilla and like raspberry cheesecake, and I was probably sick for like three days after I ate that. Yeah, nice. Yeah, no, we never ate that that drink, but um, I know no, you want to even talk like on about a dare because I feel like we would do that to kids like all the time. It's like, oh, I dare you to eat this like yeah, stuff that's mushed I, up, I, like put ketchup on like vanilla cake. I mean, you'd always have that one oh. friend that you didn't even need to dare. You just thought it was cool to like you take a sip, and yeah. it was just like oh. <laughs> that oh, was man. a fun thing to do, like to do in the lunchroom where we. You would just like take all your leftover food and just put like every single condiment that you could think of yeah. on it. Like pour some fruit punch on these chicken. Yeah, it was fun. No, but what it, else did you do? Did you did you play the balloon game where you would try to hit the balloon up in the air as many times as you could without letting it fall down? Oh, I, I like play I, that all the time. I feel like I do that now still. Yeah, yeah. the balloon. You play the. Balloon. I mean, think about the stadiums. A did it have a name? No, it was, it was balloon, balloon game. game. Balloon game. People do that at the stadiums with the beach ball. Oh, that's true. That's that game just on a bigger scale. Just keep it going up. At a baseball game. And, until it gets on the field, and then you have the usher come and just pop it's it. It's actually a, a sport now, apparently. Yeah. It's on, it was it on ESPN or I don't know. You'd have to ask the, the balloon game uh, connoisseur. The, connoisseur. Uh, the broadcasting journalist major. Yeah, I know. I'm not. I'm uh, kind of listening, but I'm not really. Well, well this was we your. Saying, this was what you. Wasn't no, I know. This was wasn't segment. this on ESPN? No, we don't plan our segments. We just no. Talk this was on t- uh, Canadian. I think. Oh, this TSN. Was TSN. Yeah, it was TSN. Yeah, it was. It was actually pretty interesting to watch because yeah. they have different obstacles. They have like cars. They have like tables. They have. Yeah. And these like kids just like running around throwing a balloon up in the air and and you know we did ask earlier in the week like do you guys want to see a business on top balloon tournament so next week halloween week the last show of october in our halloween costumes the three of us are gonna have a round robin balloon tournament i'm in where's the can you look here just uh give me a little drum roll I need like one of those party favor noises too. Yeah, hang on a minute. That's good enough. Uh, uh, yeah. You want to talk? Um, going into um, balloons and air and uh, and things yes. flying through the air. <laughs> like, there you go. There we you go. We yeah, you're, you're good with transitions. There you go. There we go. Uh, so uh, one of the topics I wanted to bring up was. A it's a good transition right now. <laughs> but speaking of things in the air... Uh, I thought it was going to be more triumphant. One of the most in- interesting things I've uh, thought about recently was uh, the renovation of LaGuardia Airport in New York and how it's being privatized. Like, one of the first airports to be privatized, funded, and renovated. It's an $8 billion project that Magic Johnson's involved in and a bunch of other investors... So as we're talking, the the Knicks are the Knicks just took the lead. The, M- took the NBA lead. is back, but yeah. 
Sorry, I apologize. Back to your program. I mean, it's it's about New York, so uh, <laughs> we're on the same topic here. But uh, I think it's a great project, and uh, the the project itself is more than fifty percent funded by private uh, investors, which is like I think one of the first airports to ever do that. I um, I don't yeah I don't think I've seen that because generally it's public, what you have public. is right. It's a it's a government just hit a run by run. the government. Oh wow. There you go. So early. <laughs> What's lead? going on? There's so much going on right now. Wow. I just um. It's the Eddie Rosario show. I mean, in LA. It, is there a the lot of money to be made? Like, I don't know. I just dude. Airports make a lot of money. No, I know, but you, you elaborate on how, like, what the plan is of. So this I don't is what know. I don't all, get. So right, they have. I'm on. I'm on it. I'm on a new LGA.com. Well, it's gonna talk about. So like the details, like the the finishing details aren't like. Fin- they are, they aren't finished. I'm gonna say that right now. But the plan is to make an airport that's they're basically that, rebuilding the airport. I the way that I understand it, expanding and rebuilding. So they're gonna add a, a bunch more terminals. They're gonna make the the travel process more efficient for you know travelers coming from wherever around the world. Um, you know, New York is one of the busiest cities in the world, mm-hmm. arguably one and the, the best. busiest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, they want to make the travel process, from what I've heard, they want to make it a, uh, a fun stressful. place to be. Less stress, more fun place to be. Because, I mean, think about it. When you go to the airport, when you're getting ready for a flight, like your anxiety is usually up because you got to worry about, is my flight going to be on time? Can I, get I have to get there yeah. at a certain time before the flight. How security? Security. Is there going to be a place to get check food? In. Yeah, exactly. Imagine a place where you can go... You know, you can go an hour before and guarantee your check-in, your parking, your uh, security check-in, or whatever it is. Get to your gate and be comfortable around the area. The atmosphere is great. Good restaurants, good food, good drinks, you know, and and be ready for your flight and have a good travel. Yeah. I, I, uh, I like the idea because, you know, LaGuardia experience. LaGuardia used to be one of the most run-down airports just because it had been around for such a long time. And um, it definitely could use a facelift and and some renovations. But, God, it's unfortunate. They got so many pictures of Cuomo on this website. Yeah, well, he was part of it. He was, like, originally. He was the the mind behind the project, it looks like. but The one good thing he did. I just don't understand. I, I mean, maybe it's just me. I would not want to use a gym. I mean, an airport, there's hundreds of thousands of people going through it. Why would you want to use a gym or a spot, whatever it is? Oh, I would. You don't want to. You don't want to take like a mud bath while you're waiting for your layover so to Dallas. Those are concepts. The gym, the pool, or whatever it is that they could incorporate into these like privatized airports. But uh, it was just like an idea. Who knows if they're going to implement it for sure? Uh, but I mean, like you were saying, I get what you're saying. There's a lot of people from around the world coming in can you imagine? the the sanitation would, <laughs> you'd have to really sanitize can, it yeah not only sanitize can you imagine like like all these dudes in suits like just <laughs> fuck, like getting on getting on the bench like 225 like full suit i, I mean that it would be great content like it'd be it, people watching not only is an airport great for people watching now but people oh. watching then would be like Insane. a site like on a treadmill yeah. or anything, I just I can't get over a gym or really anything. But assume, but you're assuming like everyone's gonna be in there. But 
it's not going to be happening. No, like, but even it's if it's not rare. everyone, think about let's say how many people would you say go through LaGuardia a day? On the oh, low end, God. like a hundred thousand. I would say. On the low end. I I would say yeah, significantly more. Okay, so let's say let's say on out of a hundred thousand, you have ten percent using the gym. Less. Okay, five percent. Five thousand people. I would say like one, random like a fraction people. of one percent. Yeah, no way. Yeah, think about it. If, less, you have 100, if you have a hundred people on a given flight, how many of those are going to go work out before their flight? Ninety-nine percent <laughs> of people are just going there for their flight yeah. and leaving, like I'll, I'll, uh, at the time of their flight. Right. So, so go on. I want you to complete your thought. I also had one okay. after that. Well, no, my thought is like, okay, I mean, if we're lowballing all this, like out of a hundred thousand people, right? We'll say five thousand percent. So five percent use the gym. Right, five thousand people are at any point using random people from all over the world. Well, they'd limit the amount of people in the. Gym well, it's also not it like you you guys are licking the equipment. You know what I mean? Like yeah, well, but we people don't, are we don't even know if the gym practical. is going to be in there. One. Like, well, wait. we're assuming it's going to okay. be a gym, a spa. I mean, I don't know. They I mean, have employees who are going to sanitize equipment. It's not just like yeah, but I mean. Are they going to be sanitizing every hour? Are they going to be doing, like, probably one spray? Like, come on. It's not going to be, like, every sanitized. Hour, there's probably cleaning schedules. I can imagine. Now, it's, if they. It's not going to be any cleaner or dirtier than any other L.A. fitness or ju- yeah. other gym that you could walk into. I don't know. Am I crazy? You think I'm wrong? No, I mean, that's a valid point. I mean, I, I guess there's thousands of people who use normal gyms. Yep. But it's just the fact that it's, like, people from all over the yeah. world. And you also have people who have that really gross travel B.O., Oh, just yeah. like not even because they just like sweat by going through through an airline. I People had, just expire on a long flight. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a stank gym for sure. I had a good idea that I was telling Vijay on the way over, um, especially now that in New York, especially like, um, you know, now. Right. What now? Especially now. Now, you know, certain laws have been passed where certain stuff is legal. If they had a lounge, not not where not where they sold like an amnesty lounge, like a hookah, like a hookah lounge. Yeah. Think about but not hookah, not hookah. <laughs> Think about yeah. how like it, it's more almost, relaxed. Almost Wait, like, as long as the pilots aren't doing is it. Is that almost like duty free? Yeah, the pilots can't be doing anything. Or the I guess the flight attendants either. I mean, it's legal. Yeah, I don't think. No, I know well, it's legal in that state. Yeah. But that's just you know. We're not law. Yeah, I was gonna say we're not lawyers. Except, oh wait, I am. Anyway, (laughs) where I was going with this is, if you could have one thing like in your fantasy airport that you just just really wish that every time you went to the airport you had, what would it be? It could be a specific restaurant. It could be um, like a batting cage. Like I think that would be cool. A good. You could have a. You could have like a top golf. You could do a driving range, a simulator, something like that. What would you have? Maybe a kickball arena. I'm going simple. I'm a nice coffee shop. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Well, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Like a like not a Starbucks coffee shop. Like no, a no, legit, like a like a legit yeah. maybe local like brewed mm-hmm. like nice coffee shop. Yeah. Hmm. No kids. No, no. Um, I would do one of those. I don't know. That's what it, what it would be. Adults only airport. That's my idea. I don't know what it would be. <laughs> it essentially, I guess. Just a quiet, like quiet, like not a library, but just were like almost essentially a noise canceling room. That's a good where room. you can't hear anything. It's just like I like peaceful. that. Yeah, where it's like 
like um, when we were studying for finals at the science libraries at UF and FSU and like the higher up on the floors you went, like you could drop a pencil <laughs> yeah. and people yes. would be like, shut the f*** up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that room. Think about how peaceful that would be. Um, the only problem would be a basket weaving, <laughs> weaving exam in 10 <laughs> yeah. minutes. Okay, I get to study for this. My astronomy 101 class <laughs> has its final tomorrow. Air- airports, yeah. I mean, they definitely could use some upgrading on amenities. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with LaGuardia. I think it's still going to be a disaster. But, no, no. Uh, I think it's going to be very efficient. Okay. Like, the way we'll have it. to, when they implement it, we'll have to do episode We'll we'll do a, we'll do a remote from Laguardia. Yeah, we'll get Magic Johnson on the line and uh, perfect. It out. That ties up episode forty-seven. We are about to go tie up some Taco Bell Ooh. into our mouths. That's our show. Shane Chernoff, VJ Patel, Ben Siegel. We'll see you next week. Follow us at Business on Top Pod. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, unsubscribe, re-rate, resubscribe, re-rate, and re-review. Stay tuned, everybody, and stay safe. Every steal in the MLB playoffs is a taco for us, Taco Bell.